Welcome to the Sober and Happy Podcast, where we will talk about all things recovery-related, how to navigate the challenges that we'll face along the way on our journey towards our best lives, and how we could go from living a life of simply just being sober to a life where we're both sober and happy. Today, I want to talk about how to live your best life in recovery. I'm not talking about the Instagram posts in some exotic location with the tagline, living my best life. I'm talking about regularly waking up and being excited about your life, even if you aren't in some exotic location. I'm talking about waking up in your bed, in your ordinary everyday life, and being excited about living your best life. Today, I will give you some tips on how I was able to discover my best life and how I'm able to live it daily. So buckle up, this is going to be a great episode. I remember early in my sobriety, I was simply excited to be sober. Things were turning around in my life. I got a new job that I enjoyed, got my own place, repaired some old relationships, built some new ones, and felt great about being able to help other people. Then the excitement of new recovery, often referred to as a pink cloud, wore off, and life simply became pretty dull. I was still going to AA at the time, and I talked to a few people that had been sober a lot longer than me about it, and they told me all of this was normal. I remember a conversation I had with one guy in my home group about it. I asked him, what do you do in life for fun? He said, well, I wake up, I go to work, I go to a meeting after work, then I go home. I asked him if he enjoyed his life and if it made it happy. He looked at me and said, ah, it's kind of boring, but it keeps me sober. The idea of living an entire life dedicated solely to just being sober did not appeal to me anymore. The more people I talked to, the more I realized this was common, and I knew that I wanted something different, but I had no idea how to go from the post-pink cloud stage to a life that still felt like that every day. I didn't want to accept that I couldn't be as excited in my normal life as I was when I first got sober. I didn't get much support or advice with the recovery circle I had at that point in my life, so I set off to learn on my own. I did many things wrong along the way, but I eventually found something that worked for me that I'll share with you today. The first thing to do is to understand what living your best life looks like, and I really want to emphasize that this is your best life, the one that makes you proud and excited to live. This was probably the biggest mistake I made in the process. When I was in rehab, I had to make one, five, and ten-year goals. I was barely sober and had not lived any sustained portion of my adult life sober, so I honestly did not know what kind of life I wanted to live. So I just listed off all the things that I thought normal, successful people would accomplish in those things. So when I set out on my journey to discover a life I loved, instead of spending time really exploring that type of life I would enjoy, I dug through some boxes, found those goals from rehab, and simply started checking off boxes. In retrospect, I realized I was just looking for that I have arrived moment. I thought with every accomplishment I achieved, I would wake up the next morning and suddenly wake up to a life that I loved. Not only did I not feel that way, But by not feeling that lasting sense of accomplishment, I actually felt worse with each box I checked. Then one day it hit me. I wasn't living my life. I bought a house in a place I didn't like. I was at a job that left me feeling unfulfilled. And despite accomplishing most of those goals on my list from rehab by the time I was three years sober, I realized I was living the life that I was trying to avoid. I woke up, 
I went to work, I went to a meeting, then I went home. That is when I finally realized I wasn't living a life for myself, and this was the first step necessary for this process. So whether you're brand new in sobriety or like I was several years sober and your life seems unfulfilling, I would take time to really examine the type of life you would love living. And if you're saying to yourself right now, I have no idea what I want in life, that is okay too. Start trying new things and expanding your horizons and you will find it too. Here's the great thing. You could change your mind down the road when you have a different insight. It's like climbing a mountain. Once you get to the top, you might find that you don't want to stay on that mountain. However, you have a view of so many things you would have never noticed if you didn't climb that first mountain. The worst thing you could do is stay idle in a life that doesn't bring you joy and happiness. So even if you don't know what that life is, all that matters is that you're looking for it. Once you have an idea of your best life or the first steps towards discovering it, you must set goals. Casually wandering around hoping to discover it would be like getting in a car and driving to the other side of the country without a map hoping you land in your destination city. When setting goals, I had found there are some specifics that help set me up for better success at achieving them. The first is that the goal must be specific, measurable, and time-based. Let's say you want to go into a new career that requires some education. Going back to school is a goal that is set on a general statement. When we set a goal like this, we often think about it sometimes, maybe even research it a little, but often we get stuck at the point of, uh, I'm going to go back to school someday. To make it more likely that we will start working towards that goal, we'd instead say something like, I'm going to enroll in the fall semester to begin my education towards getting my bachelor's degree in psychology. And once I make a goal, I find it helpful to write it out and at least tell one other person my goal. This adds a level of accountability that helps keep me on track. Now that we have that big goal that is going to help move us towards our best life, we need to break it down into smaller tasks. Keeping with the going back to school goal, that may include things like meeting up with an academic advisor, getting your transcripts, securing financial aid, and enrolling in your first classes. As with our bigger goals, it is important that we put dates next to these to create deadlines for ourselves. Whatever your goals are, I encourage you to think big. Our big dreams may seem too big at first, but once broken down into smaller, achievable tasks, once you start achieving some of those smaller tasks, you will get the momentum necessary to achieve things you never thought possible. One thing I learned along the process is accomplishing goals is amazing, but adding positive things into our life by itself does not always equal sustained happiness. Too often when we seek happiness, we try to keep adding things onto our lives when the reason we might not be achieving it is because we actually first need to remove things that are blocking us. If you listen to my episode about New Year's resolutions, I'm currently on a journey to lose weight and get healthier. If I tried to do this by just going to the gym every day, I might see some results, but I'll never accomplish my goals unless I also removed many of my bad eating habits. And eventually, if I didn't do that without seeing much results, I would get frustrated and stop going to the gym. Happiness and living a fulfilled life are not much different. If I have things in my life that are sucking away happiness, it doesn't matter how many things I do to add happiness, I will never achieve that and eventually get frustrated and give up. 
Most of these things fall into categories of people, places, and things. In the case of my story, when I realized I was not living a life that fulfilled me, it was definitely all of the above. I was living in a place that I did not like. I had picked up several bad habits that did not serve me, like spending money recklessly, buying things I did not need and could not afford, and I had several negative people in my life. Some were always shooting down my dreams, and others even seemed to be sabotaging them. When you do not remove the things that block you from where you want to be, you will never get there. I find these things can be easily identified by asking, does this pull me towards my best life or push me away from it? This question can apply to both habits and relationships in your life. As easy as it may be to identify the things holding you back, eliminating them can be the most difficult part of this process. Old habits are hard to break, and removing negative relationships in our life can be even harder. As you begin that process, you should also be looking for positive things that fill the void left when we remove things from our life. If you remove a bad habit, reward yourself by replacing it with a habit that provides self-care. This is even more critical when removing negative people from our lives. This is especially true if you are in early recovery and you may be making a drastic change in the people you spend time around. Look for people that encourage you and are also pushing towards achieving goals in their lives. Fill your life with a good network of positive friends and look for mentors that might already be in a place that you're trying to reach. Famous self-help guru Jim Rohn said, You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. If you aren't happy where you are now, You need to change your environment or you'll always stay stuck in a place that does not make you happy. Finally, it's important to acknowledge that challenges and setbacks are part of any journey. You're going to make mistakes along the way. However, mistakes and challenges are what make us stronger. They are how we develop resilience. They are what is going to build our character and help us discover who we are. Change your mindset around how you look at a challenge. Too often I see someone hit a challenge and instantly go into the mindset of, see, every time I try, something always goes wrong, and they use that excuse to quit. That is victim mentality, and it won't get us anywhere. Instead, take the approach of the hero of your journey and look at how to conquer the challenge. Tony Robbins always says when he faces a big challenge, he looks at it and says, ah, a worthy opponent. Facing and conquering challenges in life is what makes life exciting. It creates energy and it's fun. Think of a game or a sport you like playing that requires an opponent. Would you enjoy playing it against a three-year-old? Yeah, you'd win every time, but it would get boring really quick. Life is the same. Most people I hear complain that life is boring simply are not doing enough things in life to challenge them. The beauty of all of this is as you explore the journey to finding your best life, you are going to discover the biggest key to a happy life, which is finding your purpose. When I first was brainstorming for this topic, I had finding purpose as one of the tips for living your best life. But as I reflected on my journey, I found that purpose was only found through the process of chasing my dreams. It wasn't something that I could identify and create goals to achieve. It was only found during the process of striving to be something more, pushing towards the life I want, pushing through difficult times, not giving up when I faced huge challenges, and mostly waking up in my bed on a perfectly ordinary day and being excited about my life. That is the life I want for you, and I know you could achieve it. Thank you for listening, and I am hoping you are enjoying my podcast. If you are finding it impactful, all I ask is you share it so it could impact others. 
New episodes come out each Friday, so I look forward to connecting with you next week. And as always, thank you so much for listening and keep living sober and happy.